You're listening to Guilty Mixtape. I'm Matt Bogart. And as always, I am joined by the lovely Steve Long. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Now, before we started rolling, Steve was like, maybe I should bring in the show. Maybe you should bring in the show. And you always do a countdown before you're about to record. <laughs> Why do you always do a countdown? I don't know. I feel like that that's like the, the pro radio host way. There's nothing so. to be afraid of. <laughs> Before we start today's show, and today's show is awesome because we actually have the band Tall Days on. It's our first mu- musical act because yep. the last time we had a musician on, it was your brother. I wasn't there. It wasn't in the bunker. No. Nope. We weren't in um, Montclair, New Jersey. I was Glorious about to call Montclair. it Morristown. The, the beautiful Montclair, New Jersey. Let me tell you something. Don't don't compare to Morristown. Some Montclairians will come down yeah, here. Yeah, Morristown filled with losers. A bunch of losers in Morristown. A bunch of winners in Montclair. I haven't seen anyone who's not a 10 in Montclair. Agreed. And when I come here, I look great. My tits don't sag. I actually, like, get a six-pack going on. I go to the, uh, the CrossFit gym, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, located in beautiful Montclair. That's right. Morristown, another story, but you know what? Let's leave that for a different day. All I'm saying is this is our first real musician interview with the guys from Tall Days, and you you know them, right? know them personally. Uh, I used to work with Joe at a production uh, company. Okay. And so when I was there, he started to bring up, hey, I have a band, I have a band, and like I have an EP. So he handed me the EP, and I listened, and we kind of bonded over like certain like garage rock yeah. bands, especially because in Ohio, that's, you know... We we could take credit for um, the White Stripes and the Black Keys. Of course, we take credit for. Um, and he said, like, my band's kind of the same. Wait, so do, do Ohioans... How do you say it? Ohioans? Ohioans. Ohioans. Ohio, Ohioans. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad uh, the Puritans found this land and not the, the, the Native Americans, because I can't deal with a lot of Ohioans, if you know what I mean. Those kinds of states. Yeah. Um now, does Ohio take claim to the Black Keys and the White Stripes? Well, the Black Keys were from Akron, so they, they could, le- legitly. But I remember in Toledo, where I was from, there was like a, an argument that, oh, well, you know, they're from Detroit, but Jack White got really famous by playing in like clubs in Toledo. So there's this weird, bizarre, like, yeah, we made. Is that what Toledo's known for? I guess. Well, there's a song. There's, there's. You a... said that with such defeat, <laughs> as if you're so. like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Which is the saddest part. I know. What, what's the song? There's a song um, called "Expecting," and in the lyric, it says, "I'm going to Toledo, to Toledo." So this is, this is probably where it started, and it probably he was probably talking shit about Toledo, in fact. But you know, we yeah, wore that but you guys owned honor. it. We owned it. That's what you have to do. Yep. Now, okay, now the, that makes a little more sense, because I knew the Black Keys were from Akron. Yeah. And now they're all Nashville guys, right? So, living in Nashville, yeah. That's so fucking weird that yeah. Nashville is now a rock town and not just a yeah. country music town. Also, I don't know anything about country music. I don't know anything about Nashville, except Johnny Cash was there, yep. and there's a show called Nashville. Yeah. And uh, there's a KFC Hot Chicken Nashville thing. That's, that's all I pretty much know. Wait, wait. The hot chicken, the the commercial. What do you mean the commercial? Like they have the new release of that hot chicken. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because there's a real thing, Nashville hot chicken. I think too. Oh right? yeah, and it's supposed to be like amazing. It's supposed to be yeah, it's supposed to be like really hot. So KFC just like cribbed it, basically. It's bastards. Well, I don't blame them. No, I'm not in Nashville. I wanted to try some hot chicken. 
I don't think it's anything like Nashville hot chicken. I don't think Nashville hot chicken is anything like the KFC version, but I tried it anyway. I got terrible diarrhea. Uh, not a great experience. Yeah. I probably will do it again because it was probably my fault for getting sick and not the Colonel's. And the results will be the same. They're always the same. Yeah. So first, <laughs> this is our first show with musicians. Yeah. This show is brought to you by KFC. Nashville hot chicken. It's yeah. so delicious going in, but going out, it is it is fucking fire, man. It's like a dragon breathing yeah. fire at your ass. That's that's that was what they were gonna call it, the dragon. Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> dragon breath with two sides. That's what they call it. <laughs> KFC hot chicken. Yeah. So we have the band Tall Days on. It's yep. Joe and Graham. Yep. And you worked with Joe. So I worked with Joe, and then saw them a couple times live. And they had a following, like a local following. Yeah. And loved their music. Uh, I've done a couple, you know, uh, shoots of the band Play Live. And as soon as we talked about the Guilty Mixtape, I was like, these guys, there's an email group that we're a part of, and it's basically debating music yeah. uh, across all spectrums. And so they've already talked a little bit at length at like their Guilty Pleasure music to a certain degree, or you could kind of tell. And Joe is notorious for making, you know, music lists. So I was like, these guys are going to be perfect guests. And I think they were. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's hear it now. This is uh, Joe and Graham from Tall Days. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and any social media outlet with at Tall Days. All right, here it is. All right. In three, two, one. How did you intro your... <laughs> You just start, man. Do you want me to do it, or do you want to just do it? No, I, I feel do. so bad because we have uh, the tall trees, tall days. I keep calling <clears throat> guys called tall trees. We have tall days here, and we've taken tall like days. fucking forever to like set up. And <clears throat> do you yeah. want? Do you want me to do it, or do you want oh, no, to do I it? it? I think you could do it. I can do it. I'm just trying to think of like what to. What you just you gotta. You just gotta go into great. it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. What is it? I think you're doing great. You're yeah. doing a good job. Doing great. All right. We've, it's fine. We've recorded many years, so we know. That's right. We have a lot of patience. Sometimes. All right. We've watched guitar players. <clears throat> and we have nowhere down. to be. That's right. Other than here. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe's other option is to be at home putting with, my kids to sleep. With his yeah. family. <laughs> with his family. Yeah, could, you know. Could be doing that, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. really here. That's old. <laughs> it's all old news. It's getting old sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Steve, do you think you could do it this time? I How can, are you feeling? I can do this time. Okay. This is... This is... Stupid. All right. In three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome to the Guilty Mixtape. My name is Steve Long, and I'm here today with Matt Bogart. Steve, thank you so much for Ooh. introducing me and owning this. Owned it. Now, Steve, who are we with? Uh, today we are joined two in the studio, not just one in the bunker. Ah. Two. Tall Days. Jody Angelus and Grandma. Hello, hello. How you doing? Glad to be here, Steve. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys, for Thanks being for here. Thanks for having us. Uh, sorry for the, uh, the crazy bunker-style uh, setup, but I think It's it the life we chose. Yeah, we chose this. We're going to okay. start a cult. It's going to be great. This guy, I think, is who, who we're going to uh, worship. I don't know what his name is yet. We haven't named him yet. We haven't named our savior and or God. <laughs> uh, this podcast is pretty much just to get people. We're recruiting for our cult. It's like you guys are starting your own zone theory, like Tim and Eric style. <laughs> it's very similar yeah. actually yeah let's see wait what is here. zone theory 
Oh, oh man. Well, that's a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah. It's a fake cult. Some people follow. Tim and Eric developed. Yeah, they did like a, a bunch of interviews uh, where they were talking about what the zone theory is and like how, you know, essentially they're. It it's like a ten step. There's like a certain amount of steps. I think there's seven, eight levels. Eight levels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and yeah, it's 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 everything you expect it to be from Tim and Eric. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. So that's our business plan, yeah. basically. Well, that's their. Business. That's what they say too. Is that why we're here today? Yeah, we're trying to recruit you into our doomsday cult, and our way of getting you to join our cult is you just tell us all of your guilty pop culture pleasures. We don't do that personality test nope. of some other maybe alleged cults. Who knows? I don't want to piss off the wrong people, but they're definitely not scientists. No. So <laughs> we're with Joe, we're with Graham, and their band is Tall Days. And I keep looking because I keep saying Tall Trees. Mm-hmm. And you can follow Tall Days on Twitter mm-hmm. at Tall Days, Instagram at Tall Days, Pinterest at Tall Days. Uh, where, where are you guys playing? Are you guys going to play at um, the bunker? The bunker. The bunker is next. You guys are. Yeah. Al's Pizza. Yep. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yes. CrossFit Gym. We're hitting. That's our tour. That's our Montclair tour. That's great. We're, planning, we're gearing up for. <laughs> we're, gonna, uh, we're headlining the uh, Floyd Hall Ice Hockey Arena. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. It's going to culminate with the Floyd Hall. I was going to say, that's, that should be like the last. We're playing last on one. ice. Literally, yes. <laughs> Amazing, and then we'll drink the punch, and everything will go according yeah. to plan. God's plan, of course. Where is we need music? Here? You need you need a band to like lead that. So yeah, yeah. So how long you guys been playing together? Fifteen years. Yeah, we've been th- we've been playing together for years. sixteen years. Sixteen years. Yeah. yeah. As Tall Days, fifteen. But the first year we didn't have a name. I did not but, yeah. know that. Yeah, there were different we were... incarnations, but really just been me and Graham for the last. 13? Yeah, 12, 13. 13 years. Mm-hmm. 13 years is the same band? We've been, Correct. yeah, we used Holy to have, shit. We used to have five, right. five band members and then they all fell then apart. Then four, then three, then two. I was going to say, how did you guys not kill each other yet? Because I can only imagine how tense it could get for being in a band for 13 years. Yeah, but we, you killed other people. It's is what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. offload the anger we off the ex yes. members. It's much easier with two. Yeah. Because it's just us. We don't have to worry about. Yeah, you're dealing with when there was five. There's five different personalities, then four different personalities and schedules, and you know, and egos and, and egos and all yeah. that crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. And then you guys have released now how many albums? It's uh, two EPs and two full lengths. Three, um, three EPs, official. Oh, okay. EPs, one two. LP. Yeah, three EPs and two full lengths. The one full length has never been released. We uh. Recorded it in about at William Patterson University and twelve songs. We never officially put it out, but we've had it, you know, tracks online. We've been playing the songs out live for many years, so it feels like it's been released. But we'll probably just release it one day. But um, we should, yeah, yeah. yeah so we've how do you guys record that one? Um, it was actually a good deal. Uh, one of the engin- sound engineering students at William Patterson um, graciously allowed us to record, and we. Wow. Secretly free. prepared to record twelve songs. I think he was thinking we were gonna do like one or two, and Is we that, just yeah. went in, and just did it, and uh, he helped us out. We finished all the tracks, so it was actually a good experience. And now you guys have a, a one in the process, right? Coming soon. Yeah, we're yes. we're woodshedding right now. We were getting the, the tracks all, all set up, 
in a basement similar to this. Nice. Not yeah. wood paneling, though. Wood paneling is and really... And you guys aren't no. starting a doomsday cult. Not yet. No. That would be a huge conflict of interest to have you on our show, starting a cult in a basement, and just luring people in. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could combine forces. That's ah, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy into that. <laughs> Every man for himself, unless they're in this bunker. Yeah, cult. we don't. Yeah. We don't want too many chefs. Too, yeah, it's true. So, how'd you guys? Uh, how'd you guys meet? How'd you start playing together? Uh, I met Graham through um, another. Well, there was a saxophone player at the time. Graham was trying to trying to start a band with sax player and another guitar player. I randomly met the sax player at a diner in Verona um, after going to a show, and I was just sitting randomly with these Verona guys, and one of them was uh, this guy's trying to start a band with Graham, and they needed a drummer. My band had just broken up like three days before that, mm. so I was available, and uh, I was in college at the time, going to Montclair State, and I then like the next week uh, tried out with Graham and some other guys. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. Joe showed up in his baseball T-shirt and was ready to rock. Cedar Grove baseball T-shirt. What nice. did we? What did we have you audition on? Something like Stone Temple Pilots or something? I don't know. We were it's probably Aerosmith <laughs> or nice. Walking the Dog, something oh, like that. Nice, probably, or some other. Yeah, Aerosmith's been a key uh, component. Yeah, of Fall Days, I would say. When you guys well, were the early days, yeah, yeah. early days, yeah. yeah. When you guys were talking, did you do like a lot of musical like? sharing at the time or did you guys know each other before that it was like the first time you met. no first time we met oh okay when we grew up in rival towns joe's a little bit older than me so we know a lot of the similar people and kind of grew up in the same area so um but one of the reasons it clicked is joe was one of the few people that you know her musical tastes really you know were similar and um it was hard it's hard to form a band when you have a a drummer come in who's into like slayer you know or um, something completely yeah. different than what you're trying to do. And Joe came in and, you know, he was telling us his favorite bands are, you know, in line with ours. So it just exactly. it was a little bit easier fit at the time. Mm. Yeah, this was, what, 2000? Yeah, 2000. So if you're doing, like, sax, you're thinking <clears throat> about, like, almost, like, bluesy. You're, you're trying to do, like, Rolling Stones-style era. I think at the time, yeah, I was in a, another band in, um, in high school. I was about 10 years younger than the lead singer, so I was kind of out playing shows at an early age. And I was a songwriter. That band fell apart. And I just basically at the time, I uh, the guitar player we have is our really good friend Jay Curcio, who's playing bass with us now again. But um, I was like, I'm gonna have Jay and and our other friend Andrew, who's a saxophone player. Just thought I would get the two best musicians I knew. And I didn't really think about the style. I just we were just trying to get the best people together. Um, Andrew eventually started playing bass for us. But um, yeah, it was it was a good crew. We had in those two years, we had five people in the band. It was a lot of stories and. Good times, and it's it's ironic that a lot of the the guilty pleasure songs I have are from that era, or some of them. You know, like this definitely was an interesting time of music. We were in a rock band, trying not to fall into the uh, rap rock genre oh, yeah. at the time. You know, in the early two thousands, and it was kind <laughs> of a I, more and more as the year goes on, we kind of feel like we're one of the only bands left still trying to do rock and roll, even though they're out there, but in the New York area especially, you know. Yeah, at, at that time, it was the height of, as you know, rap oh, yeah. rock. And, so, and the band I had been in was totally different. Um, very, uh, <clears throat> I don't say incubus, but just sort of that mm. alternative sound, not really blues-based at all. So whenever the first rehearsal showed up and said, let's do, I think it was like, like Walking the Dog or something like that. Yeah. Like an old blues song. I was like, oh, these guys like 
you know, classic rock. Perfect. You know, that stuff. And that's what I really, like, grew up on and played my favorite music. So at, at that time, it was, like, really refreshing to just play, like, straight up rock and roll. Yeah. Which, at the time, was really not happening. I mean, it wasn't it was, at all. You know, the White Stripes. The White Stripes were just, like, bleeding not edge. Not even, like, like... I mean, I think they were around, but we didn't even, you know, they didn't you hadn't heard of them yet. yet. Yeah, I remember Black Keys weren't around yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the bands when I was in college that you know before Tall Days formed, that was they asked me to play with them. They the first song they wanted me to learn was Hooba Stink song or something. And I was like, this is not. <laughs> I don't know if I could do yes. this. I now mean, that might no be offense, one of your guilty pleasures. It could be yeah. a guilty pleasure. It's not on my list. <laughs> it's not on my list. I did see them at the. Uh, I would actually call it a guilty pleasure concert from 2001, the Liquid Mix tour. Oh, it was wow. like Nerd. Um, Hooba Stank, um, 311, and Jay Z. It was a very random, mm, yeah. random show. But um, I remember wow. uh, the best part was 311 does this like drum thing in the middle. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Everything else I don't really remember. Recall <laughs> as being a highlight of my life. No. It wasn't memorable. Memorable night on the Camden waterfront. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, okay. So obviously you guys are here because you love music, but you have. Uh, shamed guilty pleasures that you want to admit. So, I guess who should we start with? What do you think? Toss toss a coin in the air. Let's yeah, go. definitely. Let's go, Let's go with Joe. He's got a coin, Joe. I think I think Joe is is the way to go on this one. Okay, okay. I think so. Because he showed up first. It's true. I he did. did. He was there for he went a with coffee a, he got, run. He was there I got did the go for the run. coffee run. It's true. I did enjoy my iced coffee. Joe more, more than Matt. He's Extensive notes. He's read. Shout out to Red Eye. You have extensive notes. He does. Notes I printed out. Joe's oh, you got to speak from the I heart. I just want you to know, Joe's a list maker, and he I am is. A list I mean, we we all kind of are in our own ways, but yeah. every year he'll do like a year end like music list, and he'll do like I mean, he gets really into like top singles. That's like, not rock and roll. I know what that it, is not rock and roll, I, Joe. I <laughs> guilty pleasure. I get yeah. guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure is making lists. This whole yeah. show could be about Joe, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have a lot of music selections, I sent Steve this earlier. It's a YouTube clip. I'm going to start with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm also a sports fan. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Let me look um, this up. And a guilty pleasure is definitely sports radio. And in this area growing up, late 80s, 90s, there were a duo in New York City, the biggest sports radio crew. And this is definitely my first guilty Great. pleasure. And I think if you hear this theme song, you'll you'll understand. It's, it's very iconic. And my question is: it's a great sax solo. <laughs> great vibe. Yeah, I always like this guy's vocals. Like, now, since I didn't grow up in this area, but you guys did, my question is, was this always the song when they were doing the show, or did they the change song. it? Okay. No, and then, so this is Mike and the Mad Dog, for those not familiar, it's, you know, and they actually are... For those who don't have ears and didn't hear them say Mike and the, Mike Mad, and Dog the Mad Dog a million times. A million times. <laughs> um, so they're considered like the forerunner, you know, the, the the people really started like sports radio and got it big in the, in the late 80s through the 90s. Um, the Mad Dog... Chris Russo left in 2008, I believe, and then Mike Francesa continued on at WFAN, still on, yep. one to six every day, um, and he has a cult following. His fan base has like grown, and 
from Twitter and YouTube. It's just so funny to, you know, to some, some days just follow the show, listen to the show. And if you're on Twitter, there's fake Twitter handles of Mike Francesa. Yeah. Oh, he has man. this thick Long Island accent. He's pompous. He, yeah. He's a know-it-all. He he's falls kind of, asleep he, on air. Falls asleep, yes, yeah, sometimes. He's kind of like a Radio Trump in a way. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to say, he's like a Radio Trump, totally. He really is. You and he has me... recently been talking about Trump, oh, speaking of. And a lot God. of his, the, the callers, yeah. you know, Ira... Is he, is, he, is, he, is he stumping for him? I wonder, actually. He hasn't, no, but no. He, me, you know, he, I don't think he, he wants to commit, but he's sort of, you know, you could tell that's where he's going. That's where he's leaning. He is gives him a, a lot of credit. Is it considered a slow sports season right now? You have basketball. Yeah, the NHL. In this yeah. in this area, yeah, yeah. because the, the Knicks, Knicks are, are terrible. Horrible, again, the Nets are. I don't even you know. know. The the Nets, are, I don't think, are good. Yeah, no, uh, really but bad. you don't have you don't have football, which is a huge. Uh, it's everything. Yeah, gamblers huge. love football. The general public loves football. That's not on. Uh, baseball hasn't started yet. No, so I guess he has to talk about Trump. Basically, <laughs> what else? Trump. What, what else are you going to talk about? Well, now the well, baseball's starting soon. Baseball's starting very yeah, soon. Spring. There's starting to gear up but now the there just last night there was there was actually a Mike and the Mad Dog reunion very big live simulcast from Radio City amazing on MSG plus <laughs> and Sirius yeah and um for charity it was actually pretty funny it's just they're they're both ridiculous it's yeah. ridiculous um very ridiculous. this the, the callers who call in like Ira from Staten there's like these names like you know Richie from the Bronx, Joey from Queen, you know, it's all like you get the same callers all the time. And yeah. You hear them, they're all like, you know, in their car and, you know, hey, Mike, you know, they're yelling in the phones and it's just so funny. Francesca is just. Didn't they just have a convention for Francesca? Oh, I was on stuck. That was part of my, yes. Yeah. Francesca, Francesca Con yeah. at Irving Plaza. And there's bit, you should watch that you on YouTube. You can't get through it. That is a guilty it. pleasure so for funny. sure. So Francesca showed up last year and this year him and. Didn't Mad he like dog. refuse to show up a couple of years? You were telling me he this? wasn't. Yeah, he was being above his own being fucking con. Like, how messed up is that? Granted, it, a lot of crazy people must have I'm been sh- there. I'm sure. I'm sure they're they not went reputable nuts when people. He, they actually have an impersonator started it. Oh it's my this god! Guy who impersonated one does Mad Dog, one does Francesca on stage while he's coming out, <laughs> and everyone's chanting number one because he's always proving how he's number one in the ratings. It's it's a whole. It's, <laughs> This is this is what we need. We need a theme song like this to get behind our cult. I really, you know what? People would sign up left and right just just from the like. Well, here's the thing. Okay, this is a radio thing too. Who started that trope or meme or whatever where it was like you get like four or five people to like sing a you know to sing yeah to harmonize like where did that become a thing? Harmonizing or harmonizing? No, I mean just for the radio call letters and stuff. You know, yeah, like WMJM. There's like. Yeah, it's from the old days of radio, barbershop quartet, and it's and when, spread. And when Mad Dog left, Francesca's theme song changed, but it's the same exact style. Oh which my is god, so funny! He never changed. He probably hired the same team. He's a listen. It's yeah. like it's like the Daily Show and you know Colbert. It's all the same song, slightly different, slightly yeah. different. It's... Yeah. Now, since that's a guilty pleasure to you, does this? <laughs> were you? <laughs> Do you listen to this song on the on the regular? Like, do you just like turn it on every once in a while? Like, this is what I need. to Only do. when he goes to Francesca Con. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I have to say, con. when there's a we were saying football season. Yeah, I'm also a huge Jets fan, mm. and when there's something big happening, I like I'm looking forward. to usually bad. Yeah. When we his show starts, you're waiting for that opening that 
theme song and like the first ten minute like monologue, which, like of what of what just happened, you know, on Sunday. Which yeah. is why he didn't get rid of it when Dog left, because people associate that it's, song yeah. with that show. Yeah, mm, interesting. It's like you're waiting for that horrible jingle to start, and I don't know why it's like why I'm listening, why I have to hear him. Right, right. But, what about the uh, what about the post game Jets show where they lose and you still oh, yeah. you still watch it? I feel like that's yes. possibly a guilty pleasure. Yeah, you always that's watch great. it well, on S and Y. In order to be a Jets fan or a Mets fan, you're a masochist. Like yes. you can't get enough of <laughs> them losing. And if they're winning, you're like, am I in a coma? Like why yes. are they winning all of a yes. sudden? Yeah. I must What's be go wrong. Yeah. yeah, I must be dying. Well, you're never really happy. You're, you're, you're always on the, the edge. F- yeah. yeah, everything to drop. Yep. Which usually it does. But yeah, when it's bad, we enjoy it in a weird, sick way. Oh, yeah. I'm a Mets fan, and uh, there's nothing that brings me more pleasure than uh, spring training. Mm-hmm. And uh, all like the hardcore Mets fans are like, this is our year. We're going to be awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not. That's not how the universe works. <laughs> no. I understand gravity is a theory, but we have a really good understanding of it. And like the Mets will never win. <laughs> and sure as shit. They didn't somehow. win somehow. They're in good shape though right now. Yeah, yeah. right now after All Star break though, they they are done. The pitchers. I and... think the Mets are the only team that are doing like a hundred yard dash during spring training, <laughs> and every t- other team's like running the marathon. They're like, yeah, this doesn't count. So feel free to yeah hit off our. They start they start so strong and then they just sputter. Yeah, it's, yeah. The... So Jets fans, Mets fans, we're all masochists, and I think that's why. I don't know if I don't know if the the after show would be a guilty pleasure. It's just something that you do. Have to you have to watch. It's like Catholics if they have like a a sexual thought, they have to hit themselves in the back with their belt like forty times. It's just it just comes with the territory. That's right. But it's weird that when they lose heart or something, it's a horrible loss. It's like I have to watch even more. I'm looking forward to it more. Oh yeah. Why I don't know. Why well, I was a small side, I mentioned before, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. And I used to love the announcer, Nev Chandler. And he's like, in Cleveland, he's like an institution. And he'd call games like really excitingly. And, you know, there was a time when the Browns were good. But then they would always do the replays at the end of the show. And it would be like, you know, all the touchdowns. And then he got to a point where he's like, well, even if we got blown out, he's going to get excited about somebody doing something. So you hear all these like plays. And he's like, oh my God, he's going all the way and he's going to touchdown. And it's like the other team, but you're just like, I got to hear this. I got to listen. Yeah. I got to go back over it. And oh, painful, painful, painful. So, Did you go to Francesca Con or did you just watch it? Uh, no, but I wanted to go. Yeah. Deep Wait, down, what stopped yes. you? I don't know. I know I just... it wasn't sold out. There's no way it was, <laughs> it was sold, sold out. out. Get the it's fuck out of here. Sold that out. that was sold out? Oh, yeah. For three years, the last three years. Holy wow. shit. It sold out. I'm t- you, when you see the video on YouTube, it's crazy. Yeah. They're all dressed up. He, his thing is he always has a Diet Coke. Like, and they, they show his show, Wait. show on TV. So some guy was dressed up as a Diet Coke can. There's a picture of him <laughs> with Francesca. Amazing. They're dressed up as different, you know. Oh, get me a veal parmesan. Yeah, exactly. That's my uh, Mike Francesca. That's pretty good. That's oh, pretty... thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I respect that one. Uh, I couldn't do it. That thing is sold out. Sold out. Oh. And, and yesterday was at Radio City. Wow. Well, Radio City makes sense because him and the it Mad Dog special. got together. Yeah, and was... Mark Messier was there. Yes. Um, Bobby Valentine was there. Yeah, he was good. Bobby, oh. Bobby Valentine. Yeah, Bobby. he's, he's he a better cool. talker than the manager. Yep. Give him that. 
It, that is crazy that it's sold out. We gotta go this year, Steve. We gotta we have to make influence that. some minds <laughs> to should... join our doomsday cults. <laughs> There's plenty of minds there. That yeah. would be ripe. Ripe for that. <laughs> All right, so Graham. We haven't really been talking about music, so do you want to yeah, go into okay. music? Or, yeah, or like other... How, however you want to do it. Yeah, what are you feeling This is a safe space. With? We're trying to recruit very, you in our cults. We're very accepting. <laughs> no, great. I, I hand it off to Graham. He's next. Okay, um, it's hard to follow Mike and the Mad Dog. So, um, <laughs> can you? The I was, only way to follow it is you have to act like dog now. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk before we get into music. Just one guilty pleasure I thought of, or, or guilty pleasures that of of continuing to like something after it technically jumps the shark. Mm. So you liking That's something good. when everyone else likes it, and then it jumps the shark, and you're still kind of liking it, and all of a sudden people are like, "Why are you? Why are you watching? Why are you watching that or listening to that?" So. Something that I still really get excited about is the Terminator movies. Oh, you know, man. I know Terminator Two is huge. Yeah, and then it's, you know, Terminator Four. Yeah, everyone. I don't think anyone saw it. And Terminator I Last Terminator. But I was basically just as excited to see that as the early Terminators. Just, uh, you know, just something happens. But sometimes you know, a band is really hot. Yeah, and all of a sudden they make that one album. If you still like them, you start. You feel guilty that you're still liking this band. You know, I kind of feel like Kings of Leon did that for a lot of people. After they yes. uh, blew yeah. up, but you can't deny the first uh, couple yeah. albums, right? Um, but all right, so let's let's go into it. So one song that um, is became a guilty pleasure. Um, actually, one artist. There's two songs I have nearby. One artist, and they're both different. Is uh, the artist is Neil Diamond, mm. and um, That's a good choice. you know I feel like whenever someone kind of makes a joke or a reference about a Neil Diamond song, when I listen to that song, I actually start to really like it, and it's actually kind of fun to listen to. So the first one I, I was thinking was um, September Morn, which is ridiculous as, as a song. I don't. It's kind of creepy. I don't know what he's singing about. It's like, used to be a little girl, and now we're, I don't know if it's like a story to a child or what it is, but um, it's really fun to sing this on like a long car ride with people. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of hear in the background. It's kind of hard to even talk over. It's very dramatic. Yeah. And... Um, it's just uh, someone was doing it like an open mic one night, and I was like, "This is really funny. Let me listen to it." And then I, then I bought it on iTunes because it was like really wanted to listen to it. So oh. sometimes I listen to it. Okay. I always listen to it. Also, another guilty pleasure is I like to listen to songs on like the day or a month that the song refers to. So like on a on a morning in September, <laughs> you're like I'll put this song on. You you, you yeah, it up. I will. I got like you know do that. I listen to like Good Friday by the Black Crows on Good Friday. Nice or. Like Lionel Richie Lionel Sunday Richie's, morning and yeah. stuff like that. It's oh, kind of okay. a guilty pleasure. That's actually kind of good. Um, but another Neil Diamond song, which I didn't know about, but um, our one of Joe and I's favorite uh, radio hosts, Tom Sharpling, is from New Jersey. Um, on his uh, best show, they had a worst song contest, and they had a song. Uh, they were talking about the song by Ambrosia that was like their number one. I always thought. I want to be a Hulkamaniac by uh, Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band was the worst. I don't know, if, but. Yeah. It's it's hysterical, but it's got to be the worst song. But they another oh. person called you know that song, the Hulkamania <clears throat> song. Yeah, I want to be a Hulkamaniac. So. Now, can I ask you a question about that song? Yeah, definitely. Does the kid die in it? Which oh oh the the ballad one? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of the world just lost another Hulkamaniac. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's the yeah. one I mean. You know that's on the album. <laughs> we love that album. If you have the entire it's a album, great album. <laughs> yes, that's actually. Oh, I should we have gotta had go, that on my We got to go actually. into novelty albums, man. There's so guilty. many things. Ugh. The fact that you referred to that, I knew because that's the main track. Is I want to be a Hulkamaniac, yeah. and 
The reason I found out about that song was years ago, our friend went to uh, a moldy, or moldy strokes peaches. and moldy peaches show, yep. and they moldy peaches came out dancing in like costumes to that song, and he came home and. And uh, we, at the time, the only way to get the album was to buy it. We bought it on eBay or something. And when it came in, we listened to the whole album. And when it got to this, the world just lost another Hulkamaniac. We just lost it. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really. I mean, it's a touching song. So it's ironic that we laughed, but it just was strange to hear Hulk Hogan singing about that. I don't know if it's touching or it's like, oh, this is a cash grab. We do need a ballad, though. Yeah. Let's exploit dying children. Hulkamania. <laughs> I think Jimmy the Mouth was uh, the manager was, of that band. Or yeah, the producer. the producer yeah, of that project. Bobby yep. Heenan. Bobby the Brain was it's on that. It's a great album. Hulkster's um, in the house. Is a, but is anyway, a yeah. so I, I do think um, I Want to Be Hulkamaniac is probably the worst song of all time, but it's also one of the best songs of all time. But on the Tom Sharpling's best show, someone called in and said, this other Neil Diamond song, Porcupine Pie, is the worst song. And it's probably up there, but it's really good. And it's the word, the lyrics are so ridiculous that you can't not like it. Did you find this on the same, like, did you buy Greatest Hits? It has hits? the words, the fruity blue cheese in it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta listen to this one. This Just put, really put, put it up right now. Porcupine pie. Vanilla soup. Vanilla soup? It doesn't make any sense. No, maybe I won't, maybe I won't, maybe I will. So, uh, man. right here. With fruity blue cheese. <laughs> what does wow. that mean? Wow. So you can't really, when, if you, this song, oh, I thought, it, you know, Tom Sharpling was kind of making fun of it. It's funny, it's but really, yeah. another song I bought on iTunes, and it's if it comes on in my mix, I'm like, I crank it up. It could really like turn a, a, a bad day around in a second. So it's definitely two Neil Diamond songs are on my nice. guilty pleasure list. I don't listen to the whole Neil Diamond catalog. I, I fear that if I start listening to another song, I'm going to like that too. Yeah. So I don't want to get too into it. Joe, do you have a comment about that? Or you... Neil Diamond it was someone, is someone I never got into, listened to like at all. Like I only knew a couple of his songs. See, he was the like, same three. My mom kind of had like a, a small, probably quiet fandom of his but i no, nothing was ever in the house ever and then what's the film there's a that, movie yeah that was jack Featured. black yeah movie oh uh, oh I love that shit film. it's so good it's so good it's not yeah, Freddy i've got seen figured. that the guy from jason biggs is in it yeah biggs, biggs and um steve zahn's in steve it zahn's in jack it. black i'm gonna have to why jason we biggs have went, internet here he's We're from so montclair dumb. right jason yeah Barry went to montclair state yeah Local. What was that movie saving silverman saving silverman yes that's a great movie it's a great movie and so that army's in it I forgot he's in that too. Oh, yeah. And uh, the girl, oh, oh um, Amanda Pete. Pete. And so that it? film introduced yeah. me to some of his music a little yeah. bit further. And then he did "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon," right? The original. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that That's was right. like another because Overkill yeah. did the cover, and I was like, okay, all right, I'm gonna give this guy a try. And I've yeah, I've s- since listened more to him, but yeah, I never did. I, when da- I, was a kid. I dare you to like put Porky Pie on on a bad day and not not, not smile. Not yeah, the lyrics yeah. get ridiculous. I don't think he says the same lines twice. They just keep going on. And it's hard to re- it's hard for me to remember the lyrics because there's just so many different words in it, and I and I get so caught <laughs> up in it. Um, there's another guilty pleasure. I just I have to throw. It. I'm just thinking now. I don't know why it's segueing to this, but another just guilty pleasure in general as a human being is David Lee Roth, and um, just completely. I'll, I'm always entertained whenever David Lee Roth oh, yeah. speaks oh, or yeah. does anything. I think he was on a podcast recently. Just you know, he's always a character. If you just I love people that impersonate David Lee Roth. Anything. It's just great. Yeah. But when I was growing up, my father. 
my father always had a lot of stereo equipment. You know, music in our family was a big deal. And um, he had one of the early CD players. I remember in like 1985, 1986, he had this early Discman contraption that like if anyone walked in the house, it skipped. It was one of those early. But one of the first and only CDs he had was David Lee Roth's solo album, Skyscraper. Wow. And the track that he used to, cr- my father would crank it up. And I always like got into it. I actually performed this song as like a talent show. I danced to it or something in like second grade. Is uh, just like paradise. I have it on my uh, Spotify mm. playlist, um, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a good ha- song. it features Steve Vai and guitar. Vi. Mm-hmm. And the solo is really ridiculous in that. It's like he does like a couple of Van Halen like riffs in and it. The video's memorable. The mountain, a lot of mountains, mountains mountain in the climbing. video. A lot yeah. of mountain climbing, and yeah. But it, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just that reminds me of early CD players. That's there's, amazing. There's that Steve you Vi know what my first. Lick. My first CD ever listened to, well, the first song that I remember was, yes, Owner of a Lonely Heart. Oh, yeah. That was a good sure. one. That was a good one on CD. Yeah, My totally. uncle somehow got a, a sort of disc man as well, and I was like, what is this? And it yes. sounded amazing. When when people had their first CD players, whatever CD you had, that's what you listened to over and over again. It was the best thing, and that's yes. all you had, yeah. I had like a Ziggy Marley maxi single of something <laughs> that someone gave me. I used to listen to it all the time. Was it Tomorrow People or something? It was like, Look Who's Dancing. Nice. Awesome. Had three versions of the same song with like a couple extra conga drums on it. I don't know what the difference was, but yeah, it just sounded cleaner. Yeah, I, I remember my yeah. parents just <laughs> got like the, the standards, like Dark Side. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Oh, another one I should have had. And now I'm thinking of Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Oh, that's, that's a good, total that's a guilty, guilty pleasure. Yep. I didn't think of that one. Yeah. Darn it. That could, whole album, could start out to there. finish. That could be your next choice. Well, all right, Joe. I, I have many choices. Um,. <laughs> I don't even know where to go after that. Um, you can't top Diamond Dave. No, I can't top Diamond Dave. I <laughs> no. don't think he gets enough credit. No. Diamond Dave. I mean, he's early, a... n- early Van Halen. Can't beat. Yep. First album. One Sammy of the best Hagar. albums in rock history. Except for right now. I'll give I'll give Hagar that song. and that's. I it. like Hagar, too. Yeah. yeah. But Diamond Dave's a, you know. Yeah. We don't want to offend any of our really big <laughs> Sammy Hagar fans. That we, we are friends. We, we, we know a few. Yeah. A few big. And yes. we're fr- we like Hagar. <laughs> we're not dissing him. We're just no. talking about who's preferred. Uh, my next, my first musical choice from uh, my list. A lot of these, a lot of the songs actually on my list are from um, my formative years, junior high or middle school, which is around ninety, ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. Um, and this band is the Spin Doctors. Oh, yeah. the song is "Little Miss Can't Be Wrong." I know this song. Wow. Which. It's a great song. It's a great rock song. Yep. I think they get a bad rap. They were hu- they were huge. Actually, I huge. looked it up earlier today. They, the album went five times platinum. Really? Wow. I did not know um, that. You know, that and, and Two Princes. Which one is this? Go. Little Miss? Little Two Miss. Princes? It's Little like Miss. the same song. <laughs> yeah, they're very similar. Very similar. It's got that. Yeah. What's like the one that has a drum rock? intro? That's some, this one? That's an they amazing bass. Dr- Whoever's playing bass right driver. now is rocking. Oh, yeah, the other one has a bit longer drum intro. Yeah, but it's a good, like, I was listening to it today. It's, like, great production. Yeah. Drums sound awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, a great straight-up rock song. Yeah. But I remember soon after... It's iconic. They were, like, everyone was laughing at them. You know, oh, the Spin Doctors, the silly, you know, this and Two Princes. I um, remember uh, Saturday Night Live. A couple of, a couple of like, comedy... You know, comedians who like totally started to rip on him. I remember yeah. for a while. Yeah, 
Just the name. I don't know the name. And I, you know, yeah. They're, they're kind of goofy. And Plus, they never followed it up. Like, I think they if never, they would have had, yeah. you know, like another hit or two afterwards, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They kind of faded. They had this a whole album. album. Yeah, they had a couple more albums. Yeah. Uh, but no, nothing big. But this whole album, uh, Pocket Full of Kryptonite, is really good. Yeah. So anyway, that's my first one. Uh, now, now, you consider it a guilty pleasure today because, like, not many people listen to it? Or is this something, like, when you were listening to other classic rock, you were also, like, rocking the Spin Doctors back then? Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure because, you know, they're not considered credible or, you know, they're, they're not going to be in the rock hall or yeah. something. Yeah. Pitchfork's not going to have a uh, Spin Doctors uh, b- best to worst, uh, <laughs> you know, anthology. <laughs> But it's like, do you want to hear Spin Doctors or, you know, My Bloody Valentine? Like, what's a catchy song? Did Pitchfork say, I love My Bloody Valentine? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yes, they did. Yeah, there's all these these indie blogs, like, like, fawn over that band. I don't know why, you know. Them and Susie and the Banshees, and and I'd, I'll give them credit, but I'm just, I've never been like, yeah, yeah. Uh, My next one, also from the same, I believe, year, 91, 92, from a band I really don't want to like. Um, we mentioned Donald Trump as Francesca was the Donald Trump of, of sports radio. This guy is definitely the Donald Trump of rock and roll for many years. He's held, he's held that title. Very corny, but some of their songs just get to me. You wanted the best. You got the best kiss. And the song is, I just want to. So wait, this <laughs> yeah, crank this. I think I had to step out. <laughs> is this, so this the is al- 90s era kiss? This is 92. Wow. The album is Revenge. <laughs> Me and my friend Pierre, shout out to Pierre from Cedar Grove. We used to listen to this all the time. Wow. And this is certainly a guilty pleasure as I really wouldn't want to be driving and with the windows down. Right. Pulling up to a stoplight like <laughs> Paul Stanley blasting out this out of the radio, but I really like it. It stuck with me. Interesting. Did you buy the like tape and CD? And this part or? here. So I thought I was like twelve or thirteen. I thought he was saying I, I want to fuck. That's what I assumed, right? And I was like, oh, this is crazy. He's saying he's cursing, yeah. you know. And that was part of the appeal, right? Like kind of, you know. Of course, anything that had parental advisory. I'm sure you're the same way, Matt. And then there's a parental advisor on the sticker. Like, I was like, I yes, want that. It totally. didn't matter. Yes, it was that era. It didn't yes. matter. It was good. <laughs> so that was part of it, too. Was, okay. What did he say? I didn't know. It took me, I don't know why, a long time to figure out he wasn't cursed. I always thought he was cursing there. Yeah. Um, what is he saying? Forget Yeah, you? what is he saying? Forget. Okay. Just wanna, yeah. I thought, <laughs> it was that or fog hat? And I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just want to forget you. That's a Paul Stanley lyrical, you know, genius. Yeah. Now, Paul Stanley, is he the one with the star in his eye? I think so. Uh, right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, is he the I'm cat on one? The spot. No, he's, no, not he's not the star. He's the star, star man. He's star, star, star child. child. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone See, I'm, the not, I'm enough a of a kiss. Kiss. What's their Your term? In the kiss army, right? Kiss, I'm not in the kiss army. Nope. No. Can't, can't say I am. And of course, I'm talking any about. Kiss fans right there. I know. Any That's fan, a lot of people, too. Immediately. I don't care. It's hey, child. there's a few songs. We'll be playing it in our there's Doomsday a... Bunker when the <laughs> time comes, though. So <laughs> if you true. are in the Kiss Army, we will need we an will. army. No, for again. Our yeah, I was going to say anybody who's swayed by in, in large groups is welcome. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah. I was never a Kiss fan either, but. I also can understand it being guilty pleasure for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a couple songs. I actually had a couple on my list. I was deleting some. I actually started with like more, but there's a couple <laughs> that just get to me. Beth is another one. 
Um, but I, I just wanted to go as a fun, you know, go one just as a kind of a nice yeah. popular one. Are but... there Kiss songs that you're proud to love though? I don't know anyone mm. who's like, yeah, no, I love Kiss. That's true. Oh, I do. There are people, There's Kiss fans. Yeah, yeah. there are hardcore Kiss fans. Yeah. Kiss yeah. fans out there I, for sure. I respect Kiss fans. They're probably there. There's probably an overlap of Francesca fans and Kiss fans. I can just maybe I could say it's like bury me with a diet Pepsi in my Kiss coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I, one of my guilty pleasures with Kiss is not the music; it's just hearing clips. If you put on, there's certain songs where where Paul Stanley does the same introduction in every show or a different kind of introduction in that high pitched voice. You know. We're, Happy to see you every night. I'm not going exactly to do it. I'm, I'm not going to go on record doing. Yeah, um, I he always says I love you, right? <laughs> he always says stuff like that. So it's it. He that, sounds like a tickle me Elmo, <laughs> but he screams. That was really yeah. bad. But yeah. he, it's great. I can't do false. Paul Stanley is a uh, his uh, song that came out a couple years ago with solo track "Live to Win," yeah. is uh, one of our favorites of our friends, uh-huh. your Kiss fan friends, and uh, yeah, that's. I, I can't even make that a guilty pleasure, but if I liked Paul Stanley, that would be a guilty pleasure. Yes. Um, <laughs> live to win. You should check it out. Get it on iTunes. You're listening to Guilty Mixtape. I'm Matt Bogart, and I am joined, as always, with my beautiful co-host, Steve, Steve Long. Long. Now, Steve, yeah, I've been going through a really, a really dark time. I, I've been noticing that, yeah. actually, and I, I didn't want to, like... I didn't want to poke too hard, but if, now that you're admitting it on, on air, let's... Thanks. And what? there's this, there's the, there's only one thing that kind of like brings me joy. Yeah. And it's this, it's this shop in Montclair, New Jersey. Oh, fancy it's, that. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a card shop. Ah. And, um, and they just have these really wonderful, funny cards that is just kind of getting me through life yeah like there's one like the kitten hanging and it says hang in there yes and uh i think it's called uh alice's cards yes have you been there i have not been there and the only reason is is because they're only open on tuesday and thursday nights yeah it's really weird hours i mean the thing is it's run by satanists that that explains it yeah because when they they have very strict laws when Satan is your savior, right? And you know if you don't abide by it, you're not in the nice part of hell. You're in you're in hell. Mm. Uh, but her cards, Alice's cards, is great. But they're top notch, right? They're top notch. You I sent can't me one for them. my mom's uh, my mom's birthday. Yeah, it, it says uh, it said see you in hell, which is a compliment amongst Alice and her and her friends. Mm. And it's uh, Satan pissing on your grave. Yeah, and uh, she. she she got really moved by it. I'm, I'll say. I'm glad. I'm moved. glad. Uh, and Alice actually asked me how, if if your mom liked the card. I said I don't know. Mm. And she goes, "Well, let me know. I have a séance going on in the back. Uh, we're ah. trying to get Satan here." And I said, "Okay, do your thing." Uh, but so that's what I was going to mention. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. So uh, the card had a description that that basically my mom had to make a pentagram on the floor. Before she opened the card, oh yeah, yeah, she really thought the interactivity of that was like so cool. Well, who came back? Uh, her grandpa did. Wow. Yeah, her I, grandpa or uh, your grandpa. grandpa? Oh, yeah. how's he doing? He, um, it's, I don't know. I, I you know, I didn't know when he was alive because okay. you know he passed before I, I, you know, I was born. So, uh, he, he's. He's a little out of it. Yeah. I'm going to say. I mean, he's in hell. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Alice has been telling me, she's like, Long Island Medium, bullshit. 
a lot of people in hell right. that she can't communicate to. Alice can communicate to them. Mm. But her hours are just so strict because she's always praying to the Dark Lord Satan. Always. She can't always bring people back to life or, you know, have a... Um, what do you call that thing when spirit comes and visits you? I guess it's a seance. Yeah. She can't always be there. So she has these cards with detailed instructions on how to talk to the loved ones that wronged you when they were around. Right. Um, it's a great shot. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just I, I just got lost in emotion. Yeah. Anyway, if you're ever in Montclair, where is her shop? Uh, her shop is at the top of the mountain. Uh, I think it's on 49th Street off yeah. of Broadway. I think all... Every uh, satanic establishment has to point due east of a church. I don't know why, but when you find a church in Montclair, go east of it. Chances are you'll find Alice's cards only open Tuesday and Thursday at night because she is praying to the Dark Lord at all other times. If you ever need a seance to bring back someone you love that's dead, contact Alice. Contact us at Guilty Pod. Uh, no, wait, Guilty Mixtape. I'm sorry. The, uh, the spirit of Satan's inside of me, and it's not going to come out. Anyway, back to the show. Those were fun. Those were great. <laughs> you guys were amazing guests. I want to thank you for making the time, basically, to, to spend a... Well, basically, well, thank you for joining the cult. Um, now yeah. Now we're going to... Uh, I don't know what's the next step, usually. Uh, we have to brand them. Okay. So I gotta, uh, That's fine. In case they turn during the apocalypse, we know to bury we them. At least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We at least know. Uh, you have to take the sacrament of our Lord and Savior. Uh, <laughs> what should we name our Lord and Savior in this cult? Is that that poster up there? That, that guy, yeah. Should? Yeah, that's that's what he's going to look like. That should be on your website. And also, that, F- that should be on your Instagram. FYI, and- it should. our Savior is a man. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do an F- just like if you're wondering. Just like our next president. <laughs> Even if Hillary gets the nomination, I gotta vote a man. Of course, you're very sexist. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very about, sexist. I knew that about you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like about you. That's why I'm your friend, man. Uh, what are we gonna? He's. I'm trying to think who he looks like because he's got to have a bizarre name, almost like a hippie name. He he needs to have like yes. rainbow sparkle shine or something in there, right? I don't know. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's it's like some kind of Frank Zappa picture, but it does look yeah it's Zappa like, I know or like Will Ferrell vomiting I don't know <laughs> with a carrot top hair. Well, let's describe it to people. I I can't. It's behind me. Yeah. He's overlooking it's us. It's almost like he's surrounded by a wreath that also looks like a um a centipede, and he's got like a beard slash hair mixed with plants. I don't. It's very mm-hmm. bizarre. Yeah. All right, maybe we maybe we should put our uh, our savior's name on hold, but maybe we can let the audience give us you know ideas. Uh, I mean, we want to be the ones closest to God, so we'll figure that Very one out. I, true. I don't want mutiny in our cult. That's true. Uh, but I do want to f- uh, fit in some sort of royalty, some yeah. sort of technological term, and uh, something about the vagina. <laughs> I think yeah. that will be the trifecta of our Lord's name, <laughs> Lord Queeftron sixteen hundred. That's actually pretty, that. That's great. Pretty good. Yeah, that um, was like top of the head too. That, that, yeah, top of the head. Could you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you can join the cult. We'll brand you. We'll have the sacri- uh the sacrament of Lord Queeftron sixteen hundred. 
Uh, yeah, and you know, thank you for joining the cult, guys. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, and you guys, did, did we join? I think they just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's we, implicit. We took it's the implicit. personality test. Yeah. The doors are locked. You really can't go anywhere. Um, I hope you told your loved ones that you you love them. Uh, because if if you do try to escape, we'll have to kill you and eat you. Uh, but Joe D'Angelo's and Graham, thanks for joining us. Their band is uh, Tall Days. I always want to say Tall Trees. Their band is Tall Days. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Tall Days. And your website is talldays.com. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks Steve, for having you us. You just have to do it really simple, man. That's all. I know. You just I, gotta, I, you just gotta own it. it. You gotta feel it. <laughs> I know. It's rock and roll without the lists. But guys, <laughs> seriously, thanks for coming and joining us. Yeah, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Well, that was fun. Looks like we're gonna start a cult. Yeah, I mean, the, the, why not? They're they're you need you need somebody to write a theme song for the cult. So I think they're pretty they're pretty primed to if do that. If anything, I just hope it's like the Mike and the Mad Dog theme song. I think they could pull that off. How would how would the uh, the lyrics go? Well, now we have a name for our fearless leader or fearful leader. I don't know. A, is he our leader or our god? That's a good question. Right. No, you're right. He is our god. Yeah. Yeah, we can't say leader. That's that's going to be like who, who's the guy? The Brian. Jo- we need we need one of those guys. Brian Jones. That's the. Yeah, that's going to be us. Oh, that's going to be us. Yeah. Oh, wow. we're the only one that can talk to the gods, Steve. Oh. That's how cults work. Oh yeah. Shit. Okay, we got to get really extreme now. Yeah. <laughs> First we have to recruit, <laughs> then we get extreme. Right. Then we get the power. We start nice. Then we then get we the turn. juice. I don't know if we have to start nice. No. We I mean, do, let's do good cop, bad cop. Oh yeah, that's a great. <laughs> One of us can be like, yeah, this, this is where the apostles times, went man. wrong. Yeah, and you're just like, fucking, just shut up and you worship this picture. <laughs> worship this new god, you <laughs> you savage. So what's what's in our theme song? Hey, you just joined the cult, the greatest cult of them all. Oh, what's God. the name of our cult? We have the name of our god. Yeah. Hmm. It should be something like almost um what are those uh exercise uh things like the the method the bar method it should be something like that like the blah method or something the... yeah <laughs> Now are you just working in method somehow? No, I just like that name. It's it sounds very like when someone talks about it they'll be like, "Oh, is this like a new exercise craze like Zumba?" Oh, yeah. the blah method, you know, whatever the the word becomes. Yeah. Then that's that's how we get people in because yeah. they're like, oh, I'm just joining this new exercise group, and then no, it's it's. I mean, CrossFit. We could just call it CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a cult. <laughs> uh, there's Soul Cycle, and then oh. there's Bar Method, right? And there has to be something like uh, the Spiritual Cycle Method, the Spirit Method, the Spirit no. Method, the Method Express. Ooh, I like the Method Express. <laughs> well, you could just call it the Meth Express. Yeah. And get like a whole lot Are you of You on the Meth Express? Yeah. And they're going to be like, what? No, I thought not drugs the drug. were illegal. Not the drug. <laughs> we're talking about God here at the Meth Express. <laughs> uh, we could also open up a methadone clinic and get those people into the Meth Express. Yep. And, you know, soon we'll have our own army. We'll, they'll, they'll make um, bootleg clothing that we'll sell in other stores. That's what we'll do. We'll make a lot of knockoff merchandise, yep. and we'll like distribute it and sell it, and that's how we'll make some money. We'll make changes to the bunker, 
we need a more of an outreach program. I gotta watch that um that Scientology documentary. Yeah, me too. Let's let's Going hammer through. yeah, let's hammer some details out. Yep. Let's figure out how we're gonna start our cults. And then, you know, when the shit hits the fan, when of course there's a woman president in the White House, we'll we'll stay here in the bunker. Be ready. Yeah. We'll <laughs> we already got two TVs that don't work. And we'll just weather the storm with our minions. Yeah. And our new god. Anyway, you've been listening to Guilty Mixtape. I'm Matt Bogart. Follow me on Twitter at Matthew underscore Bogart. And, of course, my other cult leader, Steve Long. How can they follow you, Steve? It's at Shoot by Daylight. Shoot by Daylight. And all tune one word. In, all, all one word. Can you do two words on Twitter? I guess underscore. underscore. Anyway, fuck me. That's bullshit. That's no, bullshit. Just kidding. <laughs> That's what Whoever we'll, does that. Yeah. Whoever does that is a fucking poser. Anyway, follow me at Matthew underscore Bogart. <laughs> Guys, uh, find us at guiltymixtape.com. Find us at Guilty Mixtape across all social media platforms, including Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> coming soon, Elo, I think, is going to be next. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Follow us. Add us on iTunes. I think we're on Stitcher, right? We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're on anywhere you can you get a podcast for the most part. SoundCloud. Yeah. Google Play. Just Google us. Yeah, I think just is what is what is our tagline. Go, yeah, Google, Google guilty mixtape and the cults and the bunker and it's just all coming It'll together. It'll all come to you. Yeah, it's just all synergy. That's that's all this is. It's a, it is. Anyway, we'll we'll see. Tune in. Tune in next week. Uh, tune in next week for a new episode of Guilty Mixtape, and um, and yeah. And yeah. <laughs>